Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk with Joey and Jay-Z, we will talk the fallout from the Pies v Cats game last night. Chris Scott has his say on the MCG turf. An update on Jeremy Howe, our love for the Dacos boys, and Jordan Degoe, and we look ahead to what will be the big story out of the Sunday games. That's all still to come. You're listening to today's episode of Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy, news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL on this Saturday and every Saturday throughout the footy season. It'll be myself with Jay-Z Clark. Welcome, Jay-Z. Two games down. What can we make of it already? Joey, tell me, and sometimes I put a bit of mayo on things and get a little bit overexcited, but is this the best start to a season that you can remember? I know Thursday night skills were a little bit scrappy, but we had a pulsating draw, so many big moments. And then last night, that ball, that footy was zinging around, mate, like a a pinball machine. And we... Am I... Am I over the top? Or? Maybe a little bit. The crowds are obviously off the charts. Yes. I reckon I've looked at Thursday night as almost like a little bit of a false start because it didn't right. really reach any great heights, did it? And then it was a bit anticlimactic. And yes. then we were hoping that the Friday night game yes. would be the bang start of the season. And we certainly got that. Yes. It absolutely delivered last night. Some people don't like the draw. I love the draw because of the unique emotion. Oh, let's not go down this path. <laughs> we can start on the draw topic. Oh. You're a traditionalist, are you? Yes, love the draw. Oh, come on. You don't? Nah. Oh. We've got to continue to evolve. But it's anyway, another, that's another pod. Yep. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start on last night? The scoring power of the Collingwood Football Club. So the backdrop here is fascinating. Everyone says they're going to be the sliders. I'm not sure. The fairy tale run last year was a, was a fluke. So many close finishes. What about Nick Dacos? What about Jordan Ngoi? Daniel McStay looked all right, didn't he? Like, I thought they they moved the ball, but it's, it's the stuff you don't see. Daniel McStay? He's a, he's, he's a workhorse, right? He, cre- he creates gaps and holes oh. for others. He's a selfless forward. That's what he does, right? Yeah. So I think is that you've got to look at how the forward line functions with him. It's a big picture. But I thought... Um, what last night Collingwood dished up would have them very excited about the season ahead, knocking off the reigning Premier. They were awesome, yep. the Pies. Um, you know what? They are absolutely most it's the fun, most fun team to watch. They were last year, whatever we spoke about, the results and those things, and they've shown this year that they are going to be so much fun to watch. Yep. And there's two elements when I'm sort of watching the game closely. One is because of how aggressive they are with everything they do, the way they attack the ball, yep. they swarm in numbers, they get after the opposition, and then when they go, they go wooshka. Yep. And it's great. But what also happens is they also, because of that aggression, they allow other teams' opportunities. The mm. amount of times you see Geelong players free and you think, <laughs> gee, this is risky. So that's probably why when you think about last year, they played in so many close games is because they give get their opportunity. But they also sort of allow teams yep. an opportunity with the style of play. So it makes for great football. Yep. And and in the end, Geelong couldn't do it for as long and as hard as Collingwood. The Pies did it for longer, which they showed last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, they announced themselves in round one. The Cats have got some concerns on the defensive front, the injury front. We might get to that um, a little bit later. We've been talking a lot about Geordie Degoe, um, Joey. And he, he, great story with Gunn McFarlane throughout the week. Really honest, open, candid. My life is a whirlwind. I didn't like the person I was. The panties dropped. I wanted to be quiet and boring and normal. So he says, and I saw a man on the football field last night who looks like he can become one of the top five, one of the top ten players in the competition. He got real power, real burst, and with some of those other pieces, he's got Mitchell doing the hard stuff inside. Like, I think he he is going to absolutely launch. He was $67 for the Brownlow two weeks ago, um, Joey. Mm. Where do you stand on Jordan Degoe? Yeah, well, I, look, he's a star, but I'm a bit different to, to a lot of other people because – I think he's been harshly judged over his last two years. He, you've, I've been big on this, and you know that, you Jay-Z. Have, you and have. I went and did the numbers last night. Yes. In the last two years, there's only been four players in the competition to average 20 disposals and a goal. Yep. Do you know who they are? 
Petrarca, Bonson Pally, Dustin Martin, and Jordan Degowie. <laughs> so the narrative that all of a sudden yes. Jordan Degowie, all of a sudden he's going to fulfil his potential or the penny's going to drop and he's going to become a gun. It's mm. like, what, what have people been seeing the last two years? Mm. And even if you delve deeper and they use his best and fairest results, yeah. last year he finished 10th, but he missed six games. Yes. If you take his average votes per game, he would have finished top three. Yes. The year before he finished fourth, yeah. he missed two games. He was two votes off coming runner-up in the in the <laughs> Copeland. So it's not like Jordan Degowie has just been this sort of wishy-washy inconsistent, mm-hmm. unfulfilled talent. Yep. Um, but I'm glad that he's finally getting his dues. Yep. Uh, he's going to be a huge part of the Collingwood success. But as much as he was great, what about the Dacos boys? Yes. Are, are you falling in love with the Dacos boys? Because I watched them last night. I thought they were the two best players on the ground. Yep. Their kicking skills and their running ability and their offensive power yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It got me thinking because yeah. I was sitting, I had my great mate Justin Cozzi over and we watched the footy together. I thought, could I throw out there that they could be the greatest set of brothers by the end of their career? Ooh. But I quickly got shot down because we thought about the Maddens and we looked at the Maddens um, numbers and I thought, oh, actually, that's a that's a bit of a stretch. There was 800 a, games. Yeah, 800 games, about eight All-Australians <laughs> and about four flags. So they might not get to that height, but yes. they could be an absolute lethal yep. combo in yep. another 12 years. And what about just the level that um, Nick in particular plays at already? Like yep. for his second year, yep. they want the ball in his hands. And we've been talking over summer, like as late last year, did Sydney tag him? or Yeah, team? Sydney did it a couple of times yeah. with Ryan. Clark, yep. What acknowledgement from John Longmire. Yep. And I think that's going to become the norm the way he started the season last night. So they just love the foot in his hands and he can use it so well. But there's some emotion here as well yeah. because, and yeah, this is probably only really coming out now, but um, their father, their grandfather, passed away throughout the week. The mm. funeral's Friday. So that's Peter Dacos' dad. You see the vision in the rooms um, on Friday night. You know, the boys are kissing their dad, like big hugs. It was really emotional. Let's have a listen to Collingwood coach. Craig McRae, who opened up and really took his hat off to the Dacos brothers and how they performed against the Cats last night after what has been a pretty trying week. It makes me a little bit emotional because it, it means a lot to us. You know, we've got to look after our own. And they were at a funeral yesterday, missed the captain's run. I met with them on Wednesday afternoon to go through what the game is all about. But we're human beings. This goes beyond the boundary line and they're two of our most important players and young men we want to look or put our arms around. So, um, yeah, to all the Dacos family, we, it's, with sadness, we, uh, we send our best wishes. And we certainly do as well. And they paid tribute to their fa- uh, grandfather in the best way possible by the way they performed on the field. Yeah. And spreading his ashes on the ground. Uh, no, I think it was uh, some, some um, flower power, some flower. Okay. I think it was. I think that's what they said. Right. I'm not sure. Flower we'll get, petals? We'll get to that. Was it? Okay. I think that's what I heard. Well, there was a there post-game. Was, but something. something. Yeah, on yeah. something. Um, what about flip side? Inju- talking about injuries. The Cats decimated by injury through the game, particularly the big one, Tom Stewart. Oh, it looks, um, the talk is a meniscus um, injury potentially. So I've had three of those, uh, Joey. And, medial, and I, not a medial ligament, the way that he slipped. Getting getting to that, getting yeah. to that. So um, I th- you know, that's probably going to be sort of more of a week's uh, long injury as Chris Scott said last night, best player in the game. Sam De Koning as well slipped over, had that knee issue, came off, went back on. So a question, Didn't look conf- comfortable and confident when he was back on. No, question mark um, over him. Tyson Stingle off with that shoulder and concussion as well. They're already missing Duncan with a calf, Menegola as well, um, off that knee surgery. So it's a bit of a test for the Cats early in their depth, and defence is so important. Sava Radagalia was probably a bit of a silver lining. Did yeah, you like good. his game? Yeah, he did. Look good. 
very aggressive though, flying for a lot of marks. But that's yes. the way the modern yes. the modern defender plays. You think he could have punched it a couple, a couple of times, <laughs> maybe just uh, a bit more meat and potatoes. If you're gonna, the old school defenders wouldn't have liked it. But no, he was he was very good. Learning, learning, fair to say. Yeah. But look, there's a big story in this because we've been talking about it for a week, Joey, mm. and that is the MCG turf. Of course, they replaced half the ground, ten thousand square meters. Cost them seven figures to do that on the back of the record breaking Ed Sheeran concerts. We were short. It was fine. Mm-hmm. We had on Thursday night Harry Mackay slip over in that last minute play. Yep, Lockie O'Brien run down the wing. You would have seen that. Yep, and didn't couldn't take the mark because he fell over right on a an area where it looked like it went from new turf to old turf. It joined, and then De Koning slips over last night as well as Stewart and Chris Scott did not muck around in the press conference. Let's take a listen, Rudy. The issue is that there are differences on the ground now. Some bits that are really firm and you can keep your feet and other bits that are really soft and you can't keep your feet. And I guess, like, the point that is raised, you know, and again, it's not a criticism, it's not my area, but it's been a long time since the grand final. It's the biggest game in the land and it's the best ground in the world, in my view. Um, so to compromise the surface is a strange decision to make voluntarily. Like, if stuff happens and, you know, the weather's beyond your control, fair enough, but it was a, a known goal, I reckon. So there will be a lot of talking about the surface over the next two or three days. Everyone will talk about it. But yep. but what does that mean? Like where does that leave? What, what can happen? So is it maybe the AFL just come out and apologise? Well, maybe is that where we're heading that by Sunday night, Monday, they come out and say, you know what? We might have cost a couple of players some injury, may have cost Carlton the game. Maybe, and we apologise, or do you think that's I'd unlikely? I'd be surprised if they go down that path, uh, Joey, to be <laughs> honest. I so what, but if we all talk yeah, about it, what, is yeah. it, but what does it mean? I um, I touch base. Um, well, all the grounds obviously get inspected. To, yeah. They do a safety check yeah. before each game, and obviously they're always ticked off. I've spoken to the MCC about this. That They aren't that happy with Chris Scott's um, description, it's fair to say, and probably challenge um, some of his assessments around the inconsistency of the turf, they think it's sort of very consistent mm. and more so, um, you know, just the, 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 I don't know, bit of dew so, or just the natural slipperiness of running around. Right. Um, I play football or slip over on the, on football yes, labels, right? Time. That happens a fair yeah. bit. So look, it's got, you're right. It's going to be a fascinating um, topic. Chris Scott didn't muck around then. And um, I think they'll be back out there over the next few days, just rolling it, compressing it, making sure it's okay. Yeah. Are you a short stop man or a long stop man? Everyone wears short stop these days. The, surf, the grounds are too firm. The what? long stops don't really exist anymore. So what did you wear? Because with long stops were really when there was some mud and those sorts of things. Everyone yeah. wears the short stops. So Does your feet hurt in the long stops. No, the, the long stops actually become irrelevant in firm surfaces because there's less actual um, mm. studs and you get less grip. You need the short ones. So what do they do? What are they, what are the, from a playing perspective, what, what would you be? If you're sort of... An Essendon Hawthorne player on Sunday. Yeah. You're watching that. What do you What do you do? Or what are you thinking? No, you wear the same boots that you're always going to wear, yeah. and you hope that the surface is in good enough condition that you don't slip over unnecessarily <laughs> when it's not your fault. Anyway, hey, last one. Are yes. you concerned about the cats at all? Yeah, a little bit. I think Chris Scott said last night we didn't expect to be sort of flying from the get go. I think you know the, the longer prep. He said, yeah, we didn't think we we're coming in as being the best team in the competition, and I think some of their you know, players are maybe a little bit underdone. Tom Hawkins, obviously, um, you know, coming off that foot surgery, they played him and played him earlier than what we we're expecting. So um, they they weren't able to win the territory battle. They didn't get the ball forward. It was four inside 50s late, I think. And then when Collingwood got a run on, and this is very Geelong like they were unable to stop. So, you know, when, when Collingwood really put the foot to the floor, they went through, and maybe that's because of the uh, missing... Stewart obviously is important, and DeConning had a bit of an issue. So I think he's got a bit of work to do, Chris Scott. And I love how this 
we all think, oh, Geelong back-to-back, what a team. You know, they've had a trade period. Collingwood's going to slide and then bang. Changes everyone's thinking straight away. Yeah, so. pies, pies are awesome, but don't lose any confidence in the Cats. My sources say they've had a very slow preseason. There's yep. still a bit of soft underbelly for the first part of the season, and they are timing themselves for the back the end of the year. So it was probably always going to happen early in the season. Hey, let's take a break because up next, I want to find out some of your big news stories to come yes. out of Sunday's games. What will be the big headline? You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button. Leave us a review and a rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. You're listening to the Footy Talk podcast. If you have a question for us, you want to hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Jay-Z, we didn't touch on the Jeremy Howe injury, yep. first of all. Um, obviously, shocking scenes. Yes. Obviously, looks like a broken arm. What's yep. the latest? Yeah, so it looks like um, a, sort of a months-long recovery for Jeremy um, Howe, obviously. He's such an important player and a beloved figure. Their offense starts, really, with his intercept marking. He uses the ball so well uh, back there and aerially is really important, isn't he? But oh, it's shocking. Just, have you seen the yeah. sort of the still photo? Yep. His arm's um, broken. So yep. I think he has surgery uh, on Saturday and the recovery will be from there. So they're going to miss him for a bit. Billy Frampton comes straight in and what a perfect replacement is as part of that sort of four-for-one trade deal. But what is, what is it? Now, it's really... I thought it was genuinely a bit of emotion emotion yeah. shown out there when all the players go over, they go over to the stretcher and tap him, etc. What is that like? Were you on the field when Cozzy... Went down when Jensen accuser hit. Yeah, yeah. been quite serious. What's it like? Well, I mean, certainly, first of all, you, you you feel quite emotional because you're human and it's one of your friends, and they've obviously, you know, been significantly injured and it feels terrible. Um, but very quickly, then, as you see with the players, they get together. Yep. And then they're not discussing. You know, unfortunately, they're not discussing Jeremy Howe. They're now discussing. Okay, what do we need to do? What does it look like? Let's refocus. Unfortunately, with professional sport, you've just got to continue to move on. Mm. And then you say, you know, and maybe a leader would speak and say, right, let's, you know, we're all feeling for him. Let's worry about Jeremy after the game. We'll make sure he's okay. But right now, let's get the job done. Mm. Collingwood, I thought, handled that occasion really well. They yep. came back out after that and were terrific. So, um, yeah, it was, it's a real shame for Jeremy Howe. He's a glue man. He's a very popular man in that team. So we wish him all the best. We want to look ahead to Sunday's games, yes. and we'll touch on Saturday night as well, Bulldogs Melbourne yeah. tonight because it is a big game. Yeah. But did you hear would... Simon Goodwin kicked me out of training? No, what happened on Wednesday? Oh, I'll get to that later. I had Go. to watch training for Give us there. What, what happened? We, well, I was watching the warm up, and then they're trying to hide the whole Stephen May thing, and oh, and yeah. then like he was walking around like an eighty year old man. It was pretty pretty easy to see, right? Yeah. And then he jumps on the exercise bike. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's wrong with Stephen May. So I watch the D's warm up. They start doing all the match sim. And then and then Goody, who I get along great, mm. it kicks me out. It says, you've got to get out there. So um, I had to, I don't know, go two metres backwards, stand behind the fence like it was a set of prison bars. And then I just jumped up on a bin. It was actually all right with a bit, bit more. I still watched it anyway. I still watched anyway. So Goody's in my sights. Um, so does that mean Melbourne, you may be a bit more doubtful they can beat the Bulldogs without Stephen May and obviously no Viney, no Fritch, no Salem? Well, I Makes th- them vulnerable? I think the Bulldogs are a big upset chance. I mean, I've loved everything Melbourne have done over summer. That's, that's four out of their best 22. And if there's one player they didn't want to lose up against Norton Lobb, 
Kamara Eagle, Hagen and Darcy, it would have been, Stephen May, a huge test for their defence. Yep. I think it's going to be fascinating. And I think the Bulldogs, who have been really impressed with over summer, Joey, you've watched them as well. I think they'll be going into this one. I think they can knock off the Ds who have been pumped up all summer. Of course they do. It'll be a cracking game. We're not sure who's going to win, let's be honest. But the Bulldogs certainly can. Mm. But Melbourne, who's going to write them off their preseason, has been awesome. Yep. So they still might be good enough. Yep. What about Sunday? The big game, uh, the Hawks and the Bombers. will be calling this one for Triple M, the Sunday rub into the game. Uh, fascinating. I mean, Hawks really have got a bit of a free hit this year, it feels like. Yes. They're going to play the kids. Wins aren't that important. Yeah. But what's what's Essendon's go? Like, <laughs> is, is wins – where are they at as a club? What are they looking oh, to achieve this year? I, I, I tell you what. Essendon I, – I wonder whether they're a genuine chance to finish last this year. And I don't well, – now, because of the big injury I, news, I Peter Wright. Peter Wright goes down, who's oh. – who, their best and fairest winner, their – you know, talisman up forward. Mm. Where are the goals going to come from, Joe? I've, I haven't been impressed with what I've seen in their two practice games, the Bombers. And you speak to Brad Scott. Sam Wiedemann. Sammy Wiedemann. Jai Menzi, the Tasmanian small forward, mm. who has, has had a good summer. Nick Martin running off a half-forward flank. I Tipper. Tipper Woody is... <laughs> we're all building the fitness yeah, we're still. Trying to, we're trying to find ways. Alwyn Davey. Alwyn Davey. Yeah. Um, they're going to need Parrish and Merritt to hit the scoreboard. Lots going to rely on them. Yeah. This is a reset year for Essendon. They're going to get younger, not older. And Brad Scott's trying to weed out some bad habits from the defensive end. They've yep. been pox for a decade in, in the back end or their defensive pressure, etc. Reset. I don't know. I think Brad Scott's got the real long-term binoculars on right. this. The long, long binoculars. So I I think that Hawthorne, a huge chance in the season. Now, what do you think, Joey? Uh, yeah, Hawks can win this one, absolutely. Yep. I'm not sure what to make of Essendon. That's yep. why we want to see them, see yep. them live, see what they're going to produce. Yeah, Fascinating and for the, me. And the drama throughout the week. The With po- Dodoro the, and Josh Marnie yeah. and everything else. Yeah. I think there's a, some chance this could be one of the great beat-ups of all time. Okay. Speaking to sort of people in there, they yeah. sort of say, well, there hasn't been an argument or no. any sort of issue. They've sort of restructured. And you speak to Scotty and said, I right, spent three seconds thinking about it. Yeah. And, and, and Adrian well, is a bit of a figure. Yeah. Well, they're dra- not besties, are they? Well, who draws attention. Well, I think they might have had it out last year. Yeah. So nine months ago. Right. But so why, why I think people there are a bit confused as to why this is all of a sudden popped up again. Yeah, okay. And there has been a restructuring. Maybe keeping on whether Josh goes for the AFL, um, Josh Marty goes for the AFL footy managers. Job, but this is the politics and and sort of stuff that Essendon has tried to cleanse itself off. Still got a fair bit of work to do. And fair it bit of work. Bob's up again. What is it with this football club? It's interesting, Joe. And watch out for the Saints to cause a big upset Sunday twilight knockoff oh. Fremantle missing half their best team and then everyone will be praising Rossi. What a genius. Nah, they got their work. I told you, boys. I knew we, we, we're, full, we're rock hard fit. We got the job done. <laughs> uh, it'd be tough work for the Saints. But hey, looking forward to the weekend's footy. Yes. Thank you for your time. Oh, Jay-Z, good, there's plenty happening, of course, tomorrow. Liam Flanagan and Simon Black up on the Gold Coast for the Suns and the Swans. They will unpack all the action from Metricon Stadium. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener.